Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, Bishop Clark uses 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7 as the foundation scripture for part one of the message, Spiritual Gifts. Spiritual gifts are a supernatural empowerment. Get this, a supernatural empowerment. Many of us have natural talent, but this is a supernatural empowerment given by the Holy Spirit. To the followers of Jesus Christ so that we can do the work of building up the body. The gift is never meant to tear down anybody. It is always for the building up of the body of Christ. That is, it is to build up the church and extend the kingdom of God throughout the world. So the gift is designed to build up the body of Christ, but also to build up the church of Jesus Christ and extend the kingdom of of God throughout the entire world. There are five questions that you need to identify uh, your spiritual gift. Number one, as you study how gifts operate in the Bible, do anything resonate in your soul? I'm gonna name off some gifts today. Is there anything that resonates in your soul? So if anything resonates in your soul, God is trying to point you in that direction. That's a sign that you need to look in that direction. So is there anything when we teach or study the word of God or how gifts operate in the Bible? Is there anything that stirs you? Second question, what do you enjoy doing? Or you can say this, what do I enjoy doing? What do I enjoy doing? Well, whatever you enjoy doing, especially in the house of the Lord, God then takes it to point you in the direction you need to be in. The gifts are always functional. So if you're going to begin to operate in the gift, you can't stand still. You can start ushering and God will start directing you to the point that you need to be in. But you cannot stand still or sit still. We need to get into a mindset here in ministry where we come to receive the word and then we come back to serve. We receive, we serve. We receive, we serve. We receive, we serve. Start thinking that way. The gift will not grow or mature until you begin to do something. Do something, anything, and God will start working with you. Here's another question. What is the Holy Spirit telling you? Have you asked him, what do you want me to do? Because the Bible says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. And God gives out liberally to those who ask him. Now, some people are satisfied with what they do. I'm never satisfied. I believe that God wants to work with me mightily. I've always believed that. Even from a child, I believe he wanted to use me mightily. 
I never really had enough faith, but I believed. I did believe that he wanted to do something with me. I never thought I could do it, but I believe he wanted. I was always different. I was always tuning in to spiritual things. If a person had an encounter with God, it would draw me to the fire. I didn't say, ooh, that's spooky. I want to know more. Even as a teenager, like, what did they say? God did what? Have you asked the Holy Spirit, what does he want you to do? And if you're alive, he's not done with you. So I don't care how old you are. It doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. God has used people from the age of one, two. He used donkeys. He used roosters. How, why he can't use us? Here's another question. What ministry in my life is God blessing? What is God blessing? You can find out what God is doing by looking at what he's blessing. I've had hundreds of people ask me to pray that God will bless them. I said, well, why don't you try to find out what he's blessing and then get to it? If you want spiritual rain, stop asking him to rain on your dead field and go to the field in which he's raining on. Sometimes it's not about God bringing the rain to you. It's you migrating or transporting or, or moving toward, migrating to what he's already blessing. For Lot, the field that he needed to be in was Abraham's field. Lot, would ne you would never know about him in the Bible until he made a decision to get with Abraham. Now, he got a little prosperity. He said, I'm out of here. And all of that prosperity went down the tubes. Because it wasn't necessarily him, it was who he was connected with. And some of you are Abrahamic as it relates to that. Which means God is blessing you and people need to connect with you. They may not even know it yet, but you need to know if you have the blessing on your life. Have you ever been in a situation where you know God had, you know God had to work it out? My brother and I were so depressed growing up. My oldest brother and I were so depressed growing up. And we had a store in our, in our city called Grant, and they had this nice go-kart uh, uh, there, and they were, had a raffle for it, right? You can just, I guess, spend a dollar or something, and you can, you can get this go-kart. So he and I put our money in, and we prayed, God, let us get it. <laughs> All these young kids, guess who got it? We did. They called us, they called us up and said, you won the golf, golf cart. Nick was like, yay, whoa, woo, you know. <laughs> he was like flipping it going on. <laughs> I just kind of standing there and said, gee, wonderful, great. But he was, he was really expressive. Whoa, woo, thaw, thaw, thaw. <laughs> We went and got it. And he's riding down the road. Woo, didn't even want me to drive it. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours, it's not yours, right? He's <laughs> My daddy said he's burning a hole in the road. <laughs> Guess what? Somebody stole it. I don't care what God bless you with. There's somebody looking at it. And they don't want you to have it. The, the boys who stole it rolled down the same street. 
<laughs> this is a true story. They weren't trying to hide. Nick took off that fire. I'm telling you the truth. Three of them hooking off on them. My daddy had to run down there. So in our neighborhood. And I want you to know that your gift is like that golf cart in a sense. God gave it to you. You didn't earn it. Amen. And the devil don't want you to operate in it. It will give too many people hope. Maybe something good can happen for them, right? So he wants you to stay in obscurity. Don't want you to function in your gift. Or maybe there's an offense that's keeping you from functioning. Maybe you're questioning whether you should do this anymore. I want to encourage you. I don't care what the devil is doing. You've got to learn how to stick with what God is doing. Because he'll send a daddy, a papa Enoch, to go down there and help you to recover everything that the devil stole from you. My daddy went out there and grabbed it. They was hooking off on Junior. He said, hit me. <laughs> when the young men grew up, they said, I almost, I almost fired off on your daddy. That's what one of them told me. I said, I'm glad you did. Because I would have had to come and see you when I became a man. I would have had to come and pay you a visit. I'll deal with you later. <laughs> you didn't know who you were dealing with. You weren't about Nick. You need to know, man. I'm the, I'm the real deal. I'm the real deal. <laughs> But I want you to get this. What is the Holy Spirit saying about your gift? What is he telling you? What ministry is God blessing in your life? Here's another one. What gifts do others see operating in you? What do people say to you when they say, wow, you have a great smile. You, or you do that well. You dance well, which is talent. But dance well. Or you, you work with people well. You have a. Uh, a good sense of bearing uh, when you hey mama when did you come in you been here for a while oh, okay <laughs> usually I see her when she comes out I didn't see you when you came in what, what do you do well what do you do well there's something that you do very well God wants to use it. It may be pointing you in the direction that you need to go in. I never called myself a pastor. Before that ever came to me, people were calling me pastor. I never said, I'm the pastor. I never said that. But even on my job, a guy named Herb Gross died, and he was Jewish. And his family asked me, when they planted a tree at Cape Canaveral, they asked me to do the words I didn't know what I was doing pastor could you do I said well I'm not even Jewish what do you mean pastor so I stood out there and started speaking and the men that came off the bus were very expressive in their pain when Jews grieve they don't care about who's who's watching they grieve out loud they grab uh, oh, uh, they were showing it and it it, it it shocked me. I didn't know what I was doing, but I got up to speak and said something, and everybody was telling me that was so beautiful. I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like 25. 
So what, does, what do people call you? It may be an indicator. Now, don't let them blow your head up. People will run you in a ditch. It's just an indicator. It is not your license. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses that have been established, let everything be established. In the multitude of wise counsel, there is safety. Not just bystanders. Certain things happen to kind of point me in the direction that I was going in. And you need to pay attention. God may be speaking to you. Let's look at a spiritual perspective about this. Write it down. Spiritual gifts are not innate. You don't, you're not born with it. Natural talents are innate. But not spiritual gifts. And they are, there is a distinction between the two. Some people have an ear for music. Almost like out of their mother's womb. Or an ability to draw. Or an ability to put something on a canvas. That's a talent. But rather they are. The gifts are miraculous. Write it down. Miraculous faculties. Now that's what I call the gifts. A miraculous faculty. Think about you having five senses. Which are natural. God gave all of us five senses. Seeing. Speaking. Hearing, feeling, and what else? Smelling. Now these are natural talents, natural faculties that every person has. If one is missing, we call that handicap. If one of the five are missing. Yet at the same time, when one of the five are missing, the other four are magnified. You can have a person who's missing their ability to hear or to see, but at the same time, that their hearing goes to another level. They have to, especially if they live alone. And you'll see a person who can't see sometimes will do more for humanity than people that have their eyes open all of the time. Because the other four maximize. And then there are people, all they do is see. And they get trapped by their sight. They get caught up with seeing something they shouldn't see and it takes them away from using their other faculties. Or some people, it's all about what they feel, especially physical love. They don't care about nothing else. If you touch them, everything opens up because they have no control over that faculty. Amen. But the spiritual gift is miraculous faculties. And there's more than five. Can I give you a hint? I can't really hold a, hold a promise. I, when I feel something, I can't hold it. I should hold it until later in the message, but I got to tell you. There's like 22. You're limited with five in the natural, but God has empowered the body with 22. Miraculous faculties that he wants as a body us to function in and if you have a church with these 22 functioning in you there's no stopping you now you'll be on the move now there are people who have one or two of these gifts working in them and we glorify them we glorify them that's how powerful they are especially the gift of prophecy 
You start operating in prophecy, it just blows your mind. There's a young man I saw on YouTube the other day. His name is Manasseh. Manasseh Jordan. His father is named uh, uh, Bernard Jordan. Now, uh, years ago, my wife and I went over to Benny Hinn's ministry in Orlando, and it was Bernard Jordan who was speaking at Benny Hinn's ministry. He was in his 30s, and he was profound. I mean, uh, he came out of New York. He was absolutely astonishing with his knowledge of the Old Testament, and he never really raised his voice. But his ability to identify Old Testament prophecy and tie it to New Testament issues or modern day issues was profound. I saw a little weakness in his armor, but I'm not here to talk about his weakness. But his gift was profound. I mean, he prophesied that the next president would come out of Arkansas. Nobody heard of Bill Clinton. This is before he ever ran. He prophesied that a hurricane would come through the Carolinas and it would start with an H. And it was Hugo. Y'all understand? He was so profound at that time. This is in the early 90s that it shook, it shook everybody. It was like he was off the chart. Well, his son is, his son is unusual with that gift now. I'm praying for the young man because it's, it's opening so many doors for him and people want him to prophesy all of the time. Like he says to a man standing up, he's in Benny Hinn's meeting again, the son is, and he says, you need to go home and write down this name. And God told me to tell you that things are going to open up for you. Write it down when you go home. So Benny Hinn says, what, 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 what name is that? It starts, and he called it name. He said, well, that's my first name. He said, there's no way the boy would know this. There's no, he doesn't know him. The man is on my team. But you need to write down this name. In other words, you're telling yourself things are going to change. I mean, just profound off the chain. He's young. He's, he's young. So but that gift opens up major doors for you. And so a lot of people like to migrate. They have to prophesy to everybody or they got to be in a prophetic, a prophetic atmosphere all of the time. But what happens is you can get so weak by it, you're looking for somebody to affirm everything you do. You don't move until somebody prophesies. You're waiting for that. Dress up real nice, get your hair do, and want to sit on the front row because you want them to prophesy to you that time. And I believe prophecy should not be lived on. It should be there to accentuate what God does, but it's not your main diet. There are 22 that God wants you to function with. Not one. One can't develop the church, just like one sense, one faculty. If you only could smell and you couldn't taste or you couldn't hear or you couldn't see or you couldn't feel. Okay, what kind of life is that? Are you all getting the broader picture now? Thank you, Lord. So spiritual gifts are not innate. Natural talents are innate. If you have an ear to do music, that's talent. Go for it. Ability to draw, then go for it. But we need miraculous faculties that empower us. It is empowerments that the Holy Spirit gives each of us or every believer. Now, if you got saved, hear me what I'm saying, and Jesus is on the inside of you, you have at least one gift that he wants to manifest in you.
There is nobody that has the spirit of God on the inside of them that can say I have no spirit or no gift of the spirit. Because he's the gift himself, but he wants to function and operate in your life in a fresh and dynamic way. You must discover that. We must transition from being receivers to now we function and we flow. Here's another note you need to write down the purpose for the gift is to minister to the body. In ways that are not possible by mere natural effort. There needs to be a ministry to the body in ways that are not natural. That are not possible through natural, natural efforts. God wants to work in us and it's not just a smile or a greeting. I'm talking about where he begins to function and it's at another level. Because when that happens, the church really becomes alive. talking about a church that's on fire you start identifying your gift and working in it and you start moving with courage and power at the same time you remain humble and trainable and teachable man that that's that's like wow this will change our community so enemy don't want that devil don't want it so he wants you caught up with depression that's why we kicked depression out last week now, if you're still saying, but I'm depressed, Bishop, but I'm depressed, how long are you going to be there? You got to make a decision that's not me anymore. I'm trying to move us toward gifts. Holy Ghost saying, okay, depressed people won't function in the gifts. So I know you have issues, but you have to learn how to work and well. Devil can't take your oil. If God anoints you, don't let the enemy take it away. I told you that the enemy always tries to fluster anybody that has a gift. We won a golf cart and the boys down the street stole it. But we recovered it. And you got to know that the enemy don't want you to have the gift that God has for you. And he will try to frustrate it. Either by causing you to move into apathy. Or he would want you to function uh, efficiently in the thing that God has prepared for you to do. In the ministry of the apostles, the book of Acts, we see that those men perform miracle signs and wonders following. They preached, they spoke in diverse kinds of tongues which they had not been able to do apart from the Holy Spirit. Now, if you know seven languages, that's not the gift of the Spirit, that's your talent. But I'm talking about if God allows you to speak in a language that you weren't trained in. There are people who've gone into different countries and God gives them the ability to understand what's being said without them being trained. That's, that's what I'm talking about. For you to be on the elevator, God allows you to hear in your tongue what they're saying behind your back. You turn right to them and say, why would you call me that name? You know, this is not, it's not fair. Oh, I didn't know. You know Spanish? You, you know Portuguese? No, but I can, for some reason I can hear you. 
In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2502. That's reference number 2502. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.